Hey there DC fans, this is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Well, hey there, all you DC Comics News fans, fans of comics, fans of... DC Comics, fans and podcasts about comics, fans of top five lists. Congratulations, you're in the right place. You've arrived at the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. This is episode number 85. I'm your host, Seth Singleton, and it is my exquisite duty, responsibility, pure and undiluted pleasure to bring you my top five picks from DC Comics. Each and every week here on the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, part of the DC Comics News Podcast Network. It's always kind of a treat and a treasure, and as we get through the holidays, I am bringing you all of the best that we have to offer regarding the books from December 22nd. Closer to Christmas we get, the more we get fireworks in my neighborhood. thought about trying to schedule around them, and I realized... Why do that? Why not let you enjoy a little bit of the festive spirit as we get to, and who knows, maybe as part of your holiday, winter, Christmas tradition, there can be a a bit of festivities and background enjoyment for you in this episode. Kicking things off for my first choice is a book that at times really amazes me. I was not the first to find out or read the Batman White Knight series, but the further it has expanded this universe, I've been really impressed with the most recent version. I'm talking about Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn, issue number three. The story of a Harley Quinn without her Jack, now raising children on her own, forced to reconcile her past and her future, has become an integral part of the Gotham Police Force, most specifically the GTO. No, it's not the sports car. Well, muscle car. That's a whole other discussion and an argument I am not qualified to be a part of. What I can say is the GTO has been benefiting from the experience of Harley Quinn, her tenacity, her expectation that she will be underestimated. It's why she makes such a compelling partner for the FBI agent also assigned to the case, Quimby, as they seek to track down a figure known as Starlet, who is killing off old members of a Hollywood elite 
among them a group known as the, well, Dashing Dames. I had to get as a certain nobility to it from a Hollywood era that saw itself as regal. Whether or not it was history when viewed through so many modern lenses can often feel like it is not as representative of itself as it might wish it was. That all leads to the discovery that perhaps one of these dashing dames is responsible for the spree of crimes that has brought in Harley Quinn and invited her, Quimby, and the GTO to take a closer look at the connections that right might be right under their noses. In many cases, whether we like it or not, so many crimes, so many connections can often become a family thing. In this instance, family is the first to find fault with those investigating and create the possibility of division. It's just the seeds and right now, the introduction of it all feels like so much more than what you might expect. And in that, what I'm referring to is this idea that sure, you can see what should be happening. You can anticipate that you actually know what is happening. And then you can realize at some point that everything you think you know, everything that you would like to think you know, for all the ways that <laughs> you might even try and convince yourself that you're totally in the know, that you've got the best handle on everything that's been going on and that somehow that gives you an insight that's greater than others can be a delusion, one that can disillusion and in the process cloud your judgment. I'm always reminded of that great quote from The Usual Suspects where a young interrogatee, Someone who is under the questioning and speculation of police officers says, look, when it comes right down to a situation like this, a police officer who's been trained will often go for what they expect, ruling in their own judgment. And the great thing about Harley Quinn in this series is that she's not only aware of those judgments, but constantly challenges them, sometimes right, sometimes wrong, but indomitable, unwilling to yield or relent unless presented with enough facts and evidence to choose so. And when presented with those facts, what I love is that there is always the possibility that changing direction is just as important as being stubbornly committed and her willingness to wholeheartedly turn on a dime and move with all of her energy towards the next direction, wherever the facts and the case may lead, makes for a really compelling character who drives this story forward. And then we've got the arrival of surrounding characters who some are in the background, others have been in the light, but their shadows are slowly starting to reveal some secrets. A lot of great things for you to uncover as the reader here. A lot of things I don't want to take away. What I do want to say is a great 5 out of 5 book. One that introduces some really fun ideas about what does family night look like. 
how is it to be a psychiatrist and an investigator raising kids working crime scenes and at times doing more than they might have expected but also along the way uncovering some really wonderful gems some great writing some lovely storytelling it is the combination of sean murphy's story combined with the great artistic team of katana collins mateo scalera dave stewart start off with a great cover kids writing on the backs of hyenas harley in a modified outfit slightly looking like the mother type with the glasses and the hairdo that might reflect a more business professional no nonsense i've got things to do not time to spend on my hair look or it could just be a modern cut that has nothing to do with any of those things what it is is a great cover that leads to a great story five out of five pick the first on my list and really we're just getting started because when your second choice on the books on the list is something like the last god chapter 11 as my second choice it's wow <laughs> it's a really fun experience philip kennedy johnson is the creator and the writer and what he has built over the past 10 issues has been a beautiful world one that is rife with conflict and struggle and sorrow and heartache and it is deeply saddening for everyone involved it <laughs> It is one in which there are so many mistakes, so many noble desires that are brought low by human weakness, by emotional weakness, by weaknesses that are beyond simple male, female, human, or other. They are the things that make up all living emotive creatures. And the way they are brought together here, the way they express those emotions under the skilled hands of Ricardo Federici with beautiful, beautifully gorgeous colors. I swear, these guys, uh, Arif Prianto, Alan Pasalacqua, and Sonny Go, they're doing some of the things that I'm seeing Liam Sharp do so well, these beautiful painted landscapes, these lush, lovely colors, and... On top of it, you've got Jared Blando with the cartography, the letters by Tom Napolitano, a name I see on so many great works and lending such great skill here, capturing that beautiful, yes, rate kind of rooted in science fiction, fantasy, fantasy, science fiction, or just straight up sword and sorcery fantasy, but with a depth and complexity that is phenomenal to say the least. This is such a gorgeous book to read through. I've become so enamored by it. It became something I, I collected in physical copies, not something I do very often, but this is one of those that I have dutifully picked up. And at times I'm remiss to read it now in advance and share it with you here because I know there's a treasure waiting for me when I get those physical copies and can read them all together. But I can't avoid or resist this gorgeous story, these wonderful characters telling stories through time, stories that have been told in the past and the present and now have rooted themselves even more in a present, a, a, pre 
present that is trying to atone for 30 years. And from it, we see just how high a former slave, two actually, can rise. How one, the bastard son of a king and a relationship that would never be recognized and the promise of a prophecy fulfilled and also the tragedy of what it is to take on this monstrous thing called Mo'otep and how even when there is the power of divine fighting spirits willing to work through vessels that are surrendered in that fight to bring down a great evil like Mo'otep, you also have to consider and this book requires it, that there be an understanding that weakness can exist within that humanity, that even the best vessels can be twisted and corrupted. And when they are, there can be a darkness awaiting that might have seemed completely unrecognized, hidden, perhaps, to all those playing their parts, but only to that villainous nemesis who knows and moves with sort of the authority of a grand chess master. It's easy to suddenly recognize when a ploy and a play has been moved into position, when all of the strings are pulled, and suddenly a cascade of events that are unpreventable are revealed, and with them, not only tragedy, heartache, loss, and, well... A setup for the ending of a great series, something that I believe is soon coming to a close. This chapter 11 provides so many wonderful pieces. It does so with such gorgeous, haunting, eerie visuals. The monsters are things that will live in your nightmares, but the, the beautiful powers rising to fight against them, to continue battling to give not only of blood but spirit it's it's a conflict that many would consider noble to entertain to participate in and yet few i think would be willing to make the sacrifices that eventually are required but i will say this if you're looking for a great image you would look no further than the final page this chapter 11 it is monstrous it is horrifying and it gives this feeling that what is to come next will be beautiful shocking and surprising fireworks are ringing in the background that's my second book a five out of five choice with last god chapter 11 we're going to go ahead and take that amazing ad break, catch up on all the great things going on here at DC Comics News, let you know how you can be a part, and of course, come on back around for my third, fourth, and fifth choices. You're listening to the DC Comics News Spin Rack, episode number 85, only on DC Comics News Podcast Network. Be right back. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, editor-in-chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, 
everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s 35 dc news 35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com hi everyone i'm here to tell you about the dc comics news podcast here every week to talk everything dc movies tv comics and everything in between but don't just take my word for it here are a couple of our sponsors listen to the dc comics news podcast it's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, Gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not f*** bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. 
someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion podcast network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <one> hoping. <laughs> we're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want. God damn it. Look, all right. We're gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, whatever. Check us out. (laughs) Not getting rid of the Santa hat. Available exclusively on YouTube. Well, the fireworks are still popping off in the background. It's getting closer to Christmas Day for so many, which means, of course, there's only a growing sense of anticipation and excitement. Keeping that all in mind, happy to do my best to give you a little relief, offer you something to maybe help stave off the presence frenzy to uh, keep things going here on episode number 85 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I'm moving right into my third choice, which is Wonder Woman number 769 in a story titled Liar Liar Returns. Mariko Tamaki has been building a really quiet and intelligent thread, a narrative that connects Maxwell Lord and a future villain to a future storyline for Wonder Woman and perhaps part of her ongoing narrative. It's told through the wonderful insight of Diana, who is brought to life on the page by artist Steve Pugh, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr., and letters by Pat Prousseau make for a very visually stunning and compelling combination. You've got a lovely cover from David Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez with a gorgeous variant cover by Joshua Middleton. 
And the crux of this issue is a Maxwell Lord, currently in a coma, unable to influence his daughter, Emma, someone who he has only recently acknowledged, and who at the time of her birth and the exhibition of powers that she possessed was quickly placed on a series of experimental medications, some of which might be deemed unethical. Certainly they are in the mind of Wonder Woman, who now must square off with Emma, who has taken on the name of Liar Liar, and in doing so has begun something of a uh, chaotic quest, somewhat like Don Quixote. She sees herself as a knight on an errand, and Diana as the Queen of Lies, someone who rejects the truth and must be slain and in an attempt to deal with the way that Emma is manifesting her powers through what is clearly a a mental condition that is exacerbating her understanding of reality and the influence she's been having on the reality that others perceive in earlier stories has now brought us to a point where Diana is willing to bridge the gap and try and enter this world, but despite doing her best to make contact, she eventually realizes that that is not going to be the path to success. Instead, she does the one thing that Wonder Woman does so well, she empathizes. She provides a source of understanding by relating her confusion, frustration, and the issues that developed when she learned who her true father was and how difficult it might be for Emma. Now, there is the opportunity for a resolution, but there is also the feeling that a figure like Maxwell Lord has not actually really released his tenuous hold on his daughter, one that established early with medications and now appears to be something that is edging in from a different plane of existence or attack or perception, one that only Emma can recognize if she's even fully recognizing it. If not, it's something she can currently sense, and it forebodes a great deal of possible trouble on the horizon for Emma, Wonder Woman, and should he still choose to play the, ad the role of adversary for Maxwell Lord. A really great story that I think introduces the greater complexity that will be involved in Emma's growth and development and recovery from the sort of life that she began under the influence of Maxwell Lord's direction and what she can try and forge for herself as someone who wishes to be more than just the victim of a father who was either afraid, oppressive, or maybe whose machinations or motivations will never be known. I think it's a great 5 out of 5 pick, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this story may or may not be part of the upcoming Future State series and all of the great storylines that will soon be following. 769, my 5 out of 5 third choice for episode number 85, which means... It's time for book number four. Are you ready? Well, then why should I keep you waiting? 
with my fourth choice, I decided to go with Batman Superman, number 15. A story titled Snow Fight brings so many ideas to mind. I was lucky enough to grow up in Long Island, New York for seven years before I eventually found myself heading out to the West Coast. And in the process, I was given the opportunity to experience a few snowy days, mornings, school days, canceled because of the snow, and yes, on the rare occasion, a snow fight. In this story by Joshua Williamson, we have the gifted art of Andre Bresson, the colors of Alejandro Sanchez, and the letters of John J. Hill. David Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez provide the great original cover, and the variant cover by Travis Charest is one to behold, and I would say add to your collection. But it's your collection, so why let me do all the deciding? Well, I will say, if you are deciding on books to add to your collection, this is a great one to include. It's a story that takes place at Arkham Asylum with a character who is well known to the history of the Justice League, the Justice Society. His name is Solomon Grundy. He was said to have been born on a Monday. He has a poetic history that has brought itself to life in many manifestations. And as it's described so well by those attempting to help Batman and Superman understand the scale it's a mixture of technology and magic, always a dangerous combination and usually known for not working well together. So there's Colonel Jonas and so many others with a desire to prevent this version of Grundy, who appears to have become quite explosive from actually doing something more dangerous. Enter a young Dr. Isley known as Poison Ivy who can provide an option that is less destructive and involves her role as a connection to the green, as well as the role of a legendary figure, otherwise known as one Mr. Swamp Thing. So, the challenge now is for Batman and Superman to get this dangerous, explosive Solomon Grundy all the way to Swamp Thing, while others have their own Nefarious reasons for wanting to stop that. How does it all come to a close? Well, it starts out by Batman and Superman trusting each other and then reminding Grundy that in more cases than one, he's been a friend and an ally. Now, you can hear the fireworks in the background and perhaps even in the distance some of those planes heading off to make deliveries. And... It's a reminder of how often so many of us are working towards the same goal. So, with that shared belief in mind, Batman and Superman are able to find their way to the Swamp Thing who can bring relief to the tragic figure of Grundy and also reveal a little bit more about a character who has always been reborn in new forms and may not ever truly go away. Thankfully, the form that he has taken this time is in the hands of Batman and Superman, and there's a feeling that they're going to get it all done right, and that as soon as they see Swamp Thing, 
we can all rest assured that safety and, well, a bit of closure are soon at hand. That's my fourth pick, Batman Superman number 15, time for my fifth and final. Well, the fireworks are still out there ringing, and it means, well, it means they're always going to keep ringing even after we're done. But it's a great way to herald in our fifth and final choice, my fifth and final choice. But when we get to share together, so why not make it ours? Who wants to get all possessive about this? I can share, we can share, we can all enjoy the lovely Dark Knight's death metal, The Secret Origin. Why the appeal for me? Well, sometimes it feels like certain characters are maligned, given the short shrift are, unfortunately, for whatever reason, made the villain. I've seen it happen in the past. I've been disappointed sometimes when it's been a hero that I liked who, for whatever reason, suddenly has to be the villain. But in this great story, The Secret Origin, we get a chance to have Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns collaborate in a lovely piece of writing that is supported with amazing art from so many great talents, from Jerry Ordway to Francis Manipal to Ryan Benjamin and Richard Friend and Paul Pelletier and Norm Ratman. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Then you've got colors by Hi-Fi, Ian Herring, Rain Barreto, Adriano Lucas, letters by Rob Lay, with an original cover by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, and Alex Sinclair, and a variant cover by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Oh yeah, Brad Anderson. You remember, he was on recently a guest on the DC Comics Weekly Podcast. If you haven't, go back in your feed check that one out. You won't want to miss it. Thanks to our good friend, Mr. Steve J. Ray, for making that one happen. And for the gang who made such a great conversation a part of our episode history. So why all these great talents? Why this story? Why this book? Well, Superboy Prime kind of had a raw deal when he was made the villain of a crisis series that made him seem at times like a bit of a spoiled or petulant teenager. Instead, his human roots, his earnesty and honesty, and a magical moment known as Earth Prime in 1984 shows us just what it was like for this young boy named for a superhero to read the comic books and to dream. And of a girl named Lori. A love who inspired a young boy named Clark to put on a Superman costume for Halloween and dream about flying, only to discover that he could, that he could meet his greatest hero and in the process be part of a conflict against the mighty and dangerous Anti-Monitor. Of course, he lost much, including his own world, and when he tried to come back and remake the world into his image, he struck out, caused great violence, and became such a villain that few others are willing to give him a chance. And so many members of the super family are unwilling to even trust him around someone like, say, Crypto. Things get intense between Connor and Superboy Prime. And then it's revealed that something 
about who he is and where he's from offers the chance for a story to change and that maybe with a little bit of hope with a little bit of promise he could be something more now this is something that the person who used to be known as the batman who laughs and has become a godlike being able to wage war with perpetua believes is a vessel for all the things he can power and yet superboy prime also has a glimpse of something else and there's a promise there an opportunity to be more than what his story has been so far to still regain the title of hero to still make the sacrifice to still wage valiantly a war for the things that he's always known were right and in that chance bravery excellence heroism are put on display and we the reader are given a great possible outcome for a story that once seemed so tragic and broken and lost and now feels like so much more it's a wonderful combination and i love that jeff johns and Scott Snyder brings so many great things to life in this that they capture so many crucial moments that feel magical, wonderful, and yet also so grounded and rooted in the things we recognize all around us in the day-to-day, the feelings we remember, the emotions we've experienced, and the dreams we hold so dear. It's a great five out of five pick. It's a happy choice for me to add to this number 85 as we head into the holidays. However you celebrate them, whatever holidays you're celebrating this winter season, may they be bright and cheery and maybe even filled with fireworks like I've been enjoying. That brings us to the close of episode number 85. It's been my pleasure to hang out with you. Please make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now to the DC Comics News Podcast Network. You're guaranteed to always have in your feed when you do subscribe. New episodes of the DC Comics New Spinner Rack and the chance to go back and listen to them all. You can also catch the weekly episodes of the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast, bringing you all the great news and topics from movies, television, streaming, comic books, and so much more. You'll also get original content like I Am the Night, an episode by episode breakdown of Batman the Animated Series by the amazing Mr. Steve J. Ray. Mad Love, a Harley Quinn cast, a somewhat body and raunchy discussion about an even bawdier and raunchier television show from DC Universe, as well as great new content always coming your way. Also, check out the things we're doing on video. By that, I mean DCN After Dark, hosted by our very own Kelly Gaines. There's so much more out there. How can you make sure you never miss out? Subscribe on all the channels where you can find us from podcast to video, YouTube, more. So much is in store. If you have any comments or questions or thoughts you'd like to share with the entire gang, all you have to do is tag us at DC Comics News. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N. E-W-S, and when you do, the whole gang will know what you're thinking, what you want to know, and you never know who might respond. As for me, well, just like that at DC Comics News, which you can find on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, 
so many other social media venues, YouTube and more. You can always find me out there somewhere in the vastness of the interwebs. You can go ahead and look for me on Twitter as one more singleton, on Instagram as Seth the Writer. Just type my name, Seth Singleton, in the word story into a search engine. Let me know what you find, how you find me, and what you think about what you found. Other than that, it's been my pleasure to hang out and host another episode with you. We've got at least one more coming your way before the 2020 year comes to a close. And then it's all 2021 as far as the eye can see. It's a great adventure we're bringing to a close and starting anew. Can't wait to share every new episode with you. And until always, next time and beyond, read more comics. Thanks, everyone.